This is on the left side, the funny football show. Ferguson 1-1 with Iceland's maiden World Cup goal and the dream lives on. Hello, I'm Jim and I'm here with another bite-sized on the left side, a quick World Cup update during this festival of football. We're going to be making these shows whenever we bloody well feel like it. So feel free to subscribe now and you'll get the latest in your podcasting app as soon as it drops, like Ronaldo in a penalty area. Let's go! England fans are on a set two-year cycle between international tournaments. It's the same every single time, and it's happening again. There are four clear stages to this. Stage one, anger and despair. Oh my God, we're terrible. Setting a lot of them. Play some players with a bit of bloody passion. Get the kids in. Stage two, apathy. I'll give up. I'm just not interested anymore. I'm not even entertained. We'll probably qualify, but who really cares? Stage three, optimism. Not a bad draw, playing okay football, and I quite like the look of that team. As long as Jordan Henderson doesn't play, we might get to the quarters. Stage four, Excitement. We're actually looking bloody good. The group looks okay. If we get a decent draw in the next round and Harry Kane is on form, we're going to bloody win this. Come on, England! Then we get knocked out by a small European nation in the last 16 and we're back to stage one. But for now, we're firmly in stage four and everyone is getting very carried away as England prepare for their first World Cup match against Tunisia. One man that will always remain with his feet firmly on the ground is Fabian Delph, who proved his true Yorkshireman credentials whilst travelling out to the World Cup finals and preparing for the tournament in exactly the same way that your mum would prepare for a fortnight in the Costa del Sol. Oh, it's champion. Get it in. I'm going to open them, you know. Yes, Delph will be heading to Russia with his own personal supply of Yorkshire tea bags. I'm assuming he's also got some little bottles with his favorite shampoo in and a plastic bag with some washing powder just in case. And I know that Jamie Vardy will have already scouted out the best place for some Heinz beans and some Tesco bacon, so I'm sure it'll be reet. But how many fans have made their way to Russia? There would appear to be a complete lack of bacon-eating, bean-supping, flag-waving Englishmen over in Russia for the tournament so far. Well, that's if you believe BBC Five Live's Rachel Burden anyway, who was out and about in the country's capital looking for Englishmen. Well, we've been in Russia for 36 hours and we've seen loads of fans from all over the world, but no England fans. So we're off to find some. So we've made it to the Luzhniki Stadium. But there are no England fans here. There are no fans anywhere. Is anyone here from England? I'll tell you where all the England fans are, Rachel. They're around 600 miles that way in Volograd, where the England team are playing, and not in Moscow, where the England team are not playing. Good use of the license fee, that. Probably could have just Googled England fixtures and got a much better result. There is one Englishman, however, who has made a massive impact on the World Cup already, and that man is Robbie Williams, who, for some reason, was charged with entertaining the crowd at the World Cup's opening ceremony with his unique brand of singing a bit whilst walking around with his chest all puffed out. In amongst the dancers, 
people with footballs for heads, a massive bird and a giant cartoon wolf who I've absolutely no doubt probably ate one of the child mascots afterwards, was a moment of real controversy as Robbie got a bit overexcited and flicked the bird at the TV cameras. What is it about Englishmen on international duty and them doing that? Deli Ali may have got away with it, Robbie might not be quite so lucky. He could be banged up for making that obscene gesture under strict Russian obscenity laws. And that won't be his first criminal record either. I heard Rudebox. If the worst does happen, he could be facing five years in clink. So I'd like to help out. If it does happen, we should start a campaign. A petition to force the Russian government to overturn their decision and bang him up for good. Or at least attach some of those electrodes to somewhere. That's it for today's show. We will be back soon. Whenever there is something worth taking the piss out of at the World Cup, we will be there. So make sure you have hit subscribe and you'll never miss another episode. Also, please share these episodes. You can do that on Twitter, at on the left side. You can do it on Facebook. Find us Facebook forward slash on the left side pod. And of course, tell your mates. See you later, haters. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. Jim Salverson.